This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown, no flags, Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and, and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the, the Cowboys? Cowboy Nation, how the hell are you? And we got a nice show today. We got Steve-O back in the... Studio and Steve O's got the war paint on. He's ready to go. And we got Rodney. Hey guys, we did our recap. We got a lot of a lot of people chiming in on uh, what we thought about it. But this one, you know, we, it's a Sunday coming up, and this is what we this is what it's all about. Well, I want to steal Rodney's thunder right off the nope. bat because that's nope. what I do. Nope. Let me steal your thunder. We all in right, that whatever. intro, in our music intro. The Cowboys scored more points than that than we've scored year to date so far. <laughs> he stole that. He, he just did. took that right out from dude. under me. Rodney, you come in and pre-show, and you bring some mad science in here. <laughs> he and just... the first thing the professor does steals it. Steals it. Yeah. <clears throat> Spoken like a true. Nah, I'm just going. Uh, what do we I'm, say? I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. I'm going to leave it alone. All right. All right. He, he even claimed himself over calling yeah. cases. She's the professor. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> he just stealed everything. I'm stealing everything. All right, boys. Well, you know what? Uh, we did our recap, and uh, we know there's a lot of flaws to our team right now. And now we seem to be taking on a Lions team that is uh, really aggressive on that defense. And uh, I don't know about our offensive line. It's going to be interesting to see. I think uh, <laughs> how do you combat a super aggressive defensive line or a defensive team when they love to blitz and bring a ton of pressure? How do you combat that? The uh, draw play. <laughs> draws and screens, yeah. But you also got to find a way to try to loosen them up downfield, and right now even, we don't have it. So wait, go, Let's go back to I don't even see it. Any more draws in the NFL? Oh, they'll, they'll bring the, them back. You might have to. <laughs> hey, the draw <laughs> and the screen – is alive. I mean, it might be on life support, but it, it's alive on there's those a, third down and longs. There's a few ticks left in the old heart, but they still do it. You know, it's just it's it's not the traditional draw. You're absolutely right, John. Just because very few quarterbacks line up under center anymore, so certainly uh, Dak doesn't do that a whole lot anymore either. So I don't know, man. Would you guys I say let, let's uh, let's talk about this? Would 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 you say that if we have about two and a half seconds on the pa- uh, pass block, maybe maybe completely go with uh, everything is in the shotgun formation? Everything. Maybe I mean, that's a half a second yep. that you will be getting. Uh, is, is that a thought there? It's probably a fair statement there, Jono. I, you know what, and I know you guys did the recap show, and I apologize for missing it, but I just can't get over our Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, and I get it. This is a fan show. So talk me. I'm going to lay down on the couch here. I'm going to turn on our little mood light that 
Jada uses when she's in studio here. Mm-hmm. And, and I need you to be a therapist for me. I mean, I go from week one. We don't, have, go, enough, okay. we don't have enough time to figure out all your problems, Steve. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I got other problems, obviously. obviously but, yeah. but uh, so, you know, here it is. We go week one, and, okay, you face Carolina. You look halfway decent. You know, there were, there were things in there where you could say, okay, I can see it. I can see something. We lost. That sucked. But maybe we're knocking the rust off a little bit. But then all of a sudden you go in, divisional game, you got the G-men, and you just whoop that ass. And you're like, holy shit, we're ready to go. Yeah. Knock the rust off the boots and we're we, – I don't think we're going to lose another game. And then wow. they come against a Seattle team that really isn't that impressive. No, not the same Seattle defense of the past five years. Not even remarkably you – know, nowhere near close to that. <laughs> and you make the guy you're trying to get or that wants to come to you, he's looking all world again. Yeah, I don't need to practice. I'll just intercept you twice on deflections, catch one up against my shin. Hey, last uh, – not last night, but yesterday, Tony Romo comes out and says, uh, hey, you know what? I think I'm healthy enough to make a comeback in the NFL. Why did he really say – I didn't hear that. Yeah, it was, on, uh, it was on the Dallas News. And uh, my, my thought behind that is what, what's – what are you thinking, Tony? Uh, honestly, if you, if you want to come back – don't leave us hanging like that. I, I think we'd welcome you. We'd welcome you. We would, but our offensive line would get him killed. Right, but I'll <laughs> say this too: the way the way it's the fluff league now, I don't think that they're they're going to be uh, that uh, that much war paint on these uh, defensive linemen to come after and uh, pile drive these quarterbacks like they used to. Now he might be healthy. He might be able to play for another five years. Especially with the ground rules that they're coming up with in the NFL now. It would certainly help our offense because we don't pick up uh, yards in big chunks, so those 15-yard penalties would probably uh, would probably help out quite a bit. Plus, I really see with uh, Romo, he sees the defense. He sees what's uh, coming at him. I mean, he, he projects it. It's it's something like that that I don't think Dak's picked up yet. I think Dak's going to be a great quarterback. Not a good one. I think he can be a great quarterback. But he needs to recognize the defense. And when he looks at it way too long, next thing you know, we've run out of time on the on, on the right. on, on the snap. So uh, I don't know if something like this ever did come about. I, I, if I'm Jerry, I'm welcoming it in a heartbeat. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. <clears throat> Why would he say it? Why would he uh, say that? Just cause, because stir I think, it a little. Yeah, I, and know. I think he's trying to make fun of the, you know, point out that it is a softer a, game with yep. the way they're calling these roughing the passers. Yep. What do they call that? RTPs now? Is that what they're? Is that the the abbreviation, the official nickname of them? The RTPs, right? I guess. I guess. Yeah, as opposed to RPOs, you know, you know, we got all sorts of acronyms out there. But anyway, at the at the end of the day, I think he's making light of. The rough and the passer calls, and that man, he's had to go through broken collarbones, blown out this, blown out that, injured here, punctured lungs, all these things he had to go through because he took a beating. And now you got these quarterbacks out there that, uh, I mean, you make a, a solid hit on them as they're releasing the ball, and it's a penalty. It's a 15 They're not yarder. even driving him anymore. Right. They're not even driving, they're landing on him. Which I don't know how the hell you can't land on them, and they're giving 15 yarders. And the quarterbacks aren't looking for flags; they're thinking it's a legit hit. 
there, I mean, you've seen it in the past where these guys have gotten a cheap shot and they look up like, hey, what the hell? Where's the flag? You know, and they're calling for the ref to, where's my protection? They're not even doing that now. They're getting hit. And they're like, oh, yeah, hey, nice hit, tapping the guy on the ass as they get up and they turn around. 15 yarders, they're looking, they're smiling underneath their helmets. They're going to have to put, like, masks, like those little uh, shields over their, their mouth guard. So these guys are smiling from ear to ear as they're picking up these cheap 15-yard penalties. Well, if I'm a quarterback, I will – I'm sure if I know I'm getting ready to take a sack, like it's inevitable, you know, like you know when you're a quarterback there's going to be times where you're, you just know you're not going to be able to get rid of the ball. Why not try to start drawing penalties on that now? Why wouldn't you almost in a way pull well, a guy on top of you or make sure you get squared up? I mean, protect the well, ball obviously in yourself, but just let them fall on top of you. That's a very great point that he just brought up. And I'll That's you, a Rodgers move right there. I could see that little jack wagon doing that. <laughs> I want to punch him right in his freaking face. That's what he – they've taken away the old – the hard count where you get the offsides, you get the free play down the field that he yeah. kills everybody on. That jackass is going to no, start I, doing I, the – I, I, I tell I'm, you the one that was notorious for that, and that was Steve Young. Every time he would get popped, he'd lay there, he'd do a roll, yep. half a roll. Well, I mean, I mean, what you just brought up, though, Rodney, we are looking at a situation to where it could turn out to be like a soccer game in Europe to where if they get barely touched, if they do a half a roll holding something, next thing you know, these refs are very influential, too, by the way, by the players. Oh, I mean, my God. whatever they ha- see. We're going to get the flop now in football. Oh. The flop is coming to the NFL. <laughs> next year, that'll be the new rules initiative. Yeah, the flop. I hate it. I got to be honest with you. Oh, we talked about it at length last I'm week, getting, too. I, we all hate it. I'm getting close to where it's it's not even – it's not football. It's not enjoyable. No. I don't know how you hit somebody. I mean, this is a violent game. Maybe you have them sign waivers. You, you got to do something. Maybe you do the precaution where, you know, hey, you got to get into the tent. You got to pass this. I get it. But, but the crap they're doing now I, – I, And the point that I brought up was, like, on the – on the Crawford one in our game, Clay Matthews last week as well. He's gotten three in consecutive weeks. Right. He, he, but all of those were – he tackled the quarterback the way you were taught from the earliest days of playing football. His head was up, he wrapped, and he drove him to the ground. And not pile drive him to the ground, but he finished the tackle like we were all taught in Pop Warner football. I don't understand how – I just – I don't know. I don't even want to go back down that road because then it makes me angry, but whatever. We all – I think we all know where we stand on the uh, <laughs> the new roughing the passer penalty. Well, if they come out – Have we gotten one – I'm sorry. Have we gotten one against us yet? Like where we actually gained from it? I don't – have we had one? No, Nothing comes to mind. Well, one came against us. and No, uh, but what I mean is yeah. like Dak, you know, we on offense actually got the call in our favor. No, yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. I just think that uh, if it comes down to leather helmets or flags on the belt and all that, I, I'm out. I'm out. I, I, I will start watching Canadian football. I will do whatever it yeah, takes Canadians to have universal health care. Yeah. They can get injured up there. They don't care. <laughs> they don't start it. Don't start it. You know, the, yeah, okay, I won't. I won't go there, but it is what it is. I'm with you. Canadian Football League. Uh, we got Bryce coming back. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll get involved this week. I, I don't know why he wasn't involved last week. You have a clear deficiency on offense that I think that 
you know, we're not going to confuse him with Randy Moss of his generation or anything like that. But he's a guy. He's the one guy in our core that is fast enough and athletic enough to hopefully get downfield and stretch the defense a little bit. I think Rodney put it best last week, or not last week, last show. He said, "Where is Terrence Williams? I mean, uh, absent. We we have not. No, I, here, nothing. This was now going to be your team, literally." Des was gone. Now it's your team, and I, I don't, I don't see him. I don't hear from him. And now he, what is he? Did he get suspended? I think he might have got suspended. I don't know, but that's around the corner to get suspended. Well, he has two receptions for eighteen yards this season. In case you're wondering, that's yeah. his stat line. Yeah, that's... I believe he's on my fantasy team. That explains why you're on <laughs> three. Yes, it does. <laughs> I, I had high hopes. I had really high hopes. And how is Des Bryant? I mean. Do you not make sign a desperation guy move? Up. I mean, sign the guy back up. What's he going to do? Have you lose? You can't. You can't get any respects from any defensive back back there. I God. mean, bring him back. What the hell? I know Rodney, and I'm not hearing anything from you now. <laughs> well, so no, obviously, no, no. Hey, look. <laughs> You're right. I'm not hearing any jabber talk about uh, Des. I don't need Des back. If that's what you mean. Well, I mean, wh- what the hell? You're not getting any respect back there. I mean, you, you, all our receivers are tight coverage. I don't even know if they're tight coverage. I blame you, everything. If you, if you want Des back, I'll tell you exactly how it'll go. He'll have a flash and be good, yeah. and then everything was supposed to be right with the world with our offense, and then we're going to struggle again, and what is he going to do at that point? He's going to throw a fit. He's going to scream and yell on the sideline, blame everyone else but himself. He can't get open any. Well, I don't. I don't had, know if he can get open any better than any of our receivers right we, now. I don't know. Had, I haven't seen him this year. I know last year he got no separation. But is this a case where Dak's just not? I mean, there's court. I mean, we all know quarterbacks throw players open. Nobody's open in the NFL. You're not. I mean, very few. I mean, I've seen some passes this year where guys have been standing alone in an end zone or whatever it is. But for the most part. I think the rule of thumb in the NFL with quarterback play is you throw your receivers open. Yeah, you got windows the, to fit it into, yes. And these guys, and it's timing and it's everything. Are are we now looking at maybe Dak's not who we need? You, Do well, we go, Are we going there that quickly? As a fan, you have to. Well, I, And then if he comes out and he makes a couple plays, you're going to say he's the listen, greatest quarterback okay, in Cowboy history. But listen to me on this one, Steve. Take this one in. I don't think it's Dak. I really don't think Dak, Dak came out in that giant game and he had a little bit of time and he capitalized off of it. When you don't have time, and it's happening time and time again, that we're not protecting our quarterback. I, I, I'm telling you, Dak's not the best guy in the pocket, he doesn't know how to move around in the pocket. I'll give you that. But let's give him at least three seconds. Three seconds back there is two and a half to three seconds is doable. Well, that way he gets, if he needs to, he's getting to that second and third read in, in the progression. I agree. But I agree. If but you can't get to your third progression more consistently, we're going to keep taking sacks. You're right. At two and a two and a half seconds, he's going to get killed. Yeah, I, nobody's I, gonna get I, open. I just, I just think that before we start saying wideouts, before we start saying uh, running backs, let, let's look at our old line. I think that is the stem of this entire problem. I'm telling you. Yeah. If if Dak has a little bit of time, I, you know, I, I, I could argue with you 
on this all day and all night, but if the quarterback does not have a little time to just see someone running their route, they, they don't even have time to run their route there. He's throwing the ball, and next thing you know, it's over the headers. Well, that's the whole point, John, is that if you go to the offensive line, which the Cowboys spent umpteen years drafting for, right, and building and making it the best one, and then he had the best offensive line two years ago, and didn't make it, didn't do anything with it. And then all of a sudden, last year, we see a couple more injuries. Now, all of a sudden, we got retiring, uh, uh, Jason Witten retiring. We got a disease. And now, all of a sudden, we're not there anymore. Now, it's a rebuild again. Because if you, if you start with the offensive line, if the offensive line is the key, then you're at another rebuild moment. And you want to be there with one of the best running backs in, in, in play. Um, you think you got a quarterback can play at this level. Now you're at a rebuild time. Ronnie, what, what do you think? I think I think he's right. I think as I've always been of the philosophy in football in general, you, you will go as far as your lines will take you on both sides of the ball. You can have all of the skill, skill players you want on offense. Mm-hmm. If you don't have time to throw, you can't make plays. If you don't have, rece- you know, if you don't have time for, to allow receivers to get open, you can't make those passes. You, you can have the greatest – even the greatest running backs – still need a second or two to see a hole, have a hole created, and make a play and make a, and make impactful plays over and over again. We don't have that. Even with Zeke running for over 100 yards last week, it, the, the way he got it was so inconsistent because – And it wasn't anything that we I, just I swear, raised eyebrows. Right, I swear to God, no. I got him. The one big play, he fumbled. Once too. again, I'm on a fan, he's on my fantasy team, right? I think I got all Cowboys. I do have Alan Hearns on one as well. I have Dan Bailey. That a boy. <laughs> Had. Um, but at the end of the day, I looked, I looked at the, the lineup. I'm, I'm looking at my scores. It says he has 127 yards at some point. I think we are early in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Yeah. Where were they? I didn't see him. Right. Well, it's because we didn't sustain any drives at yeah. all. And yep, we have you know. nothing else to go with it. I get no. it. And well, I don't know what was what was uh, what was Dax passing last week. I don't even know. It is what not, it is, never but. enough. But it's it, that's the whole the whole point in the whole in this entire time that we've been doing this show, we've had Zeke and Dak Prescott to talk about, and the sum of those parts around those two have to be as good or better than they are. The reason why Zeke had a monster rookie season, obviously his talent. But what did we? What did you just say a second ago? We had the best offensive line in the league, the best. And and to contribute to that, Rodney, remember when we talked a couple of years ago? You know when it was like third down and two, we were assured to get that first down. Yeah, I mean because we could do we, whatever we wanted we in the playbook. We felt that third down and two was very doable. Absolutely, we got third down and two now. That it seems like third down and eight or third down and seven. Yeah, I mean this this is not this is not. The Cowboy offense that we've seen adjusting to a new new era. I thought the Cowboys now have got everything put together. Yeah, it's. I I think we went backwards on this. Well, no, and and like and to actually answer your question, what I thought about what Steve was talking about is you want to see Zeke and Dak have the years that they had two years ago. What what's the what's the key factor? What's different about this team than that team? Retirement, injury, but what? Illness, the, offensive line. The offensive line. Yeah. Dak has to be a part 
of a system has to be a part of a group of other parts. Yeah, he's are, not the MVP no, of the team. You're right. We're, we're, let's just be honest. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. That's not trying to be mean or critical no, of no, him. It's just the reality. Point, yeah. It's just the reality of it. He has to have people around him help, and, and not just him, a lot of quarterbacks. The other – I mean, seriously, how many elite quarterbacks do we really have? A handful, really, truly, out of the, what, 30 teams, 32 teams well, that we have, whatever which is, the hell it is. Which is why you have the uh, the roughing the passer calls, because I think the NFL believes they only have six elite players at the quarterback position. Right. And the and if, if the NFL is built on the star power of the quarterback and that they are the faces of the franchise – and the faces of the NFL, and they only have six guys they can hang their hat on, how do you get them elevated so you have 20? Right. And you have to protect them, which means you got to slow down that defense. What if we just say, hey, what if we go back to the old uh, backyard football where you, you got one Mississippi, two <laughs> Mississippi. you got to count to three Mississippi before you can rush. <laughs> that might be I the mean, next step. Why not? <laughs> right. I'd rather have that. And then take out that the fluff call that they're calling back there on yeah. the QB. I mean, Jesus Christ, uh, d- at least do something. Right. That would be awesome if you had a three Mississippi, like, you know, the play clock, as soon as it snapped, it went to three, and then two, one, and when it hit zero again, those guys, you could see them all just scurrying about the line, not crossing the line of scrimmage, and then when three hit, boom, or one, zero hit, they could go again. What do you think? I, I, I think that uh, – Anything is try. possible it, from not. I mean, they're bringing up leather helmets. They're bringing up flag football. I mean, as as much as I like to say this was all a joke five years ago or what, now it's becoming an everyday topic on ESPN. And you know what? I don't want to see it. Whatever you're doing now, you are putting in the minds of that NFL, that village idiot, goddamn Goodell, he, he will take seriously now. That's how bad this guy is. And I don't know how the hell we signed him to all all life type of contract. Are you kidding me? We've never been this low in the NFL as we are today. I and I, hey, and let's and we bust Goodell's chops a bunch. But he's got a tough job because of all the things he has to balance. Okay? Because you're getting pressure from these players that they're not protected. And, and that pressure's coming from the, the ambulance-chasing lawyers out there that are suing them for, oh, my God, this guy had a concussion, and they let him go back in there and play. Or, they, you know, the coaches felt, you know, he felt the coaches were pressured him that he was going to lose his job. And I get all that, and it's validated, okay? So now, all of a sudden, you got to protect these guys. Then you got lawsuits from these guys that are retired, you know, with all their ailments. And then you have trying to get the identity of the quarterback, okay, the face of the NFL, and all these, you know, the Nikes and the Coca-Colas and the Anheuser-Busch's, all your money that pours in, okay, from those. And you, you got to have star power so those guys have, you know, advertising money to get behind it because that, at the end of the day, the dollar is what drives everything. Just yeah. follow the dollar. So, if, hey, if you want to change the game, I got it easy for you. You want to change the game? All you have to do is boycott those people that are advertising in the NFL. If Anheuser-Busch is advertising, you go, hey, A.B., here's the deal. If you, we are never going to buy another Anheuser-Busch product as long as the roughing the passer is as soft as it is, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to tell Goodell, hey, man, 
we got to pull out. We're losing. We're losing money. Yeah, but that that's got to be such a union of people that are. You, you we, th- have, we, can't, we, we, we can't have billions of listeners on this show. Billions. All right. With a B. With a B. Right. All right? So we can put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. All you have to do is follow the money. If you want something changed, hit somebody in the pocketbook. There's no question about okay? that. Okay? There's no question That's about what's that. going to happen. Hit them in the pocketbook. You'll get changed. And you don't or Or you... You hit the advertisers in the pocketbook, and they'll put the pressure on the NFL. We don't like your product. We're not advertising. We're not putting money into it. They will change. You heard it here first. Well, I just I like agree. you heard Romo for JJ Watt trade here first. I, I I agree with you. It's it's all about the almighty dollar. I think that, but they're also it's still working for all of them. So what's the incentive for all of them to actually change what's going on? They're all making money hand over fist still. Yeah, then it might take a little time. Let, let me it, ask I you mean, guys this. Uh, let me and ask I think you guys. it will with with everything that's been going on in the league and is what Jono just said about you know kind of the lowest point of the NFL. I, I, it's coming. It is happening. The numbers of young kids playing football is decreasing. There's a lot of things that are coming this way. It's just you know are how you long guys, is that going to take? Are you guys? Uh, I'm switching topic a little bit here. Are you guys seeing change changing of the guards here in the NFL too? You're seeing teams like uh, New England Patriots now on the uh, – I'm going to say it right now. I'll make it clear. It's, uh, what, third, fourth week. I'm telling you, I think that uh, – I think New England's not the New England from the past. They're, they they don't have that fourth uh, fourth quarter two-minute drive anymore. Right. That's just uh, what I'm seeing right now. Uh, I don't see the hunger on these top teams like the Green Bay Packers that they don't have that mystique about them anymore. I last week, I mean, who the hell would have? I mean, Buffalo going into Minnesota probably money line on that had to be over two thousand five hundred on the money line against them, and to come out with a only giving up six and six late right and what fourth them. quarter yeah. points that didn't mean anything. Yeah. So I I'm saying to you guys right now, what why is this trend happening now? Is it Based on the rules that are being applied, or is it uh, just uh, just teams are catching up with the good teams now? Well, Jono, I'll attack that one first. I think you had a couple of anomalies in the NFL, one being the Bears, or the Bears, one being the Browns, where they literally cannot win, and one being the Patriots. And we're talking over the past 20 years where they couldn't lose, Okay. I am a firm believer that your lifespan in the NFL from a team perspective as on the competitiveness level and having a legit opportunity to do something is three, maybe four years. At that point, your quarterbacks, your running backs, your skill position players, your left tackles, they're going to get the big contracts, which means that you got to cut back somewhere else. Okay? Belichick. And Kraft and up in New England, they've been able to do a marvelous job at restructuring things, filling bringing in guys spots, in, yeah. filling in spots, okay? But for the for most teams, it's three to four years. Your coaches that are doing phenomenal jobs are going to get recruited away. Your players that want a bigger role are going to get recruited away. Free agency. That's what makes probably the NFL one of the uh, – really, we got to call it America's pastime. Because of the competitive balance throughout the 
throughout the league on a, a, a rotational, a, a cyclical type uh, format. Team's going to be good a couple years. They're going to go down. They're going to have to retool. There's some players that are going to hang around. Your quarterback, you hopefully can rebuild for him, maybe up to the top. you got to hit your draft right. Okay, you cannot miss out on first and second and third round guys. You can't do it. And then you got to find somebody every year in the back end of the draft if you're going to stay somewhat consistent where you're not rebuilding. But as soon as you miss out on one or two, and then what do we have? We have a, a guy retire, another guy retire, a guy sick, and all of a sudden, you know, now Sean Lee's got a hammy issue, and, and, and you're looking at, well, we got to rebuild. Well, Rodney, he's giving a, the three, four-year bubble with perfect draft. What, what's your call? Yeah, I, I, I hate to say this again, but I, I agree with him. Why do, you, why do you hate to say that? The guy, the guys, <laughs> because the guys are soccer. Look at him. Look at him. Of course. No. Uh, and not only that, Steve. I want to piggyback on something you said. You kind of said you got that three-year window where your skill players, your most important players, the quarterback, the running back, receivers, tackles, whatever. So then they, you get their three best years, and then you have to pay them. Actually, pay them the next step. Well, you pay them a premium. But your return is on their downside, generally speaking. If Correct. They, their window is already – their best three years have already occurred. So now you Chances are, are most likely. Yeah, for the most part. They're obviously – that's not everyone. But now you, now you have to try to find a way to retool your team with your best players, albeit still at a high level, still on their downside. And then you throw in the injuries or the, the retirements and, and these other things that happen, and you're left with a big jumbled mess. So, and it's something that Jono and I talked about last, uh, last show was how key and crucial it is to have a smart general manager. Right. And Jono and I were not, we're, neither no, one of we're us still are still not, real yeah, thrilled no, about no. Jerry and, and the, the family. And the fans aren't too. And I, the fans I, are the same way. We all have been asking for it and dying for it because this is what happens then. You have your good window, and now you are relegated to being inconsistent. All right. Uh, so let me take you yeah, back. And, and, and Jono and I play an intense game of fantasy baseball. Okay, so a lot of this, you know, goes back to what what I would call the Herschel Walker trade. Okay, and when they took a star player and turned him into so many different pieces, and really kind of started us on that. Uh, you got to know when you have to rebuild, and I don't think Jerry Jones is capable of throwing in the towel. And that might be really the issue that we've had for the past twenty plus years is that Jerry is so optimistic and so confident that he has not thrown in the towel and said, okay, we're going to trade away some of our A players and we're going to gear up in the draft to really make a run at this. Okay, a la what they did with the Herschel Walker, right? How much do you credit Jerry or Jimmy on that? Because uh, Jimmy's seen a team that was struggling that needed – a lot of pieces, and he's the type of guy that are like our commish that s- says, I only have this qu- this player that I can trade right. and make something of it. And I think I don't think Jerry is capable of throwing in the towel. And that, in essence, 
is is short-sighted, and it might be one of his flaws, albeit not a bad flaw, but at least Jimmy was there, and he understood that if we're really going to get to the top, the echelon, the, the pinnacle of football, right. we're going to have to bite the bullet right here, where I think Jerry's been hesitant, and he's that team because of that, because he's not willing to do what the Houston Astros did, okay, and lose – and do what's right and build the foundation that he's always trying to repair the foundation. Okay. And that's not good enough, and, and, and that's going to put you in that mediocrity What forever. if, though, I'm, I'm asking you this too, Steve, uh, what if you have a fan there that says to you, okay, look at Kansas City. They got the same format, and now they got this Patrick Mahomes kid uh, who's transformed this team around by, by just a one player. If they don't have that player – they're back to the same old Kansas City Chiefs, one, two games over 500, three games over. You're looking at a team now that's just elevated its game because of this kid. Okay, so they have Mahomes, which will – hey, I can compare him to Dak Prescott, okay? How the hell can you compare this I, I mean, yeah, other than Mahomes – 11 touchdowns. Okay. Or, but look at what Prescott did his first year, came in. Okay, Kareem Hunt, you got Zeke Elliott. All right. I can see, yeah. Tyreek Hill, you got Tavon Austin. I would not compare those two. But very, very, very similar skill sets. Very okay. similar, similar skill sets. Yeah. Okay? Skill sets. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek obviously has the upper hand as far as statistical categories go. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay? Uh, who else they got? Out? They got Sammy Watkins out there. They got a kick-ass tight end. They too. got a kick-ass tight end in Kelsey. Um, does Do we look at that and we go, man. What if Witten was around? Now, Swain had a decent game last game, right? Swain does not get my respect, though, as uh, someone that's going to go for seven, eight yards, turn around. I, I just I, So here's the difference. You know. throw the ball to Swain, you're like, damn, Swain, who would have thought? You throw the ball to Witten, you're like, God damn it, why didn't we guard him? We know he's going to go there. That's the difference between the two. You're exactly right. He's an afterthought. And Witten was right there in the, the frontal lobe where you had to be cognizant of him the whole time because he was that type of player. Do, how bad did that hurt? Okay? How bad does it hurt that you, this athletic kid, Rico Gathers, hasn't stepped up to, to be a Has football he had player? A chance? I'm not giving up on Rico. I swear to God. One time in the end zone, he was wide open, and uh, uh, Dak threw it over his head uh, to, the, to the right of him. I, I mean, come on. Well, it, I, it works both ways, though. That's what we did with Des. We had him on a witch hunt there. Why can't he get make these plays happen? I mean, these balls are not thrown to these receivers. Well, more than anything, then I'm asking what I was asking myself is, so why do we keep him then if we're not going to play him, Rico in particular? He's not on the field ever. They bring him in like inside the twenty, inside the red zone. But you've so, got, yeah. I mean, how how often have we really? And, and think, why is that though, Rodney? Why? You're, <laughs> exactly. That's a great question. You're I understand asking. that you maybe you know he does have some deficiencies in the run game. Of course, he, you know he's young. He's not football hasn't been his number one sport his entire life. I get all that. Why don't you give him a chance though? Exactly. But what he is capable of and what his talents are is that he is immensely athletic. He is a big, big dude. 
that is fast and quick. Who, I mean, he is a matchup nightmare, I feel like. So I, what am I missing? I, I guess I'm asking you guys, what am I missing? Why why is he not out there? Even even in the slot, line him up as a receiver and let him go. I I, you know, may, and clearly we're not at practice and maybe he's not capable of it, but I don't know that as a fan because I haven't seen him on the field. So if you don't want to play him, then why do we keep him on the roster? And you know what? That 1-15 team for the Cowboys in, what was it, 89 or 90, that team had the same offensive line that won the 93-94. All right? My, my point is you got to – and I'm just following up with what Rodney just said. Give the kid a work. Let him work that position. before. He, I mean, just don't put him in there in the inside the 20 type of player. Come on. Give the kid the shot there. Right. I well, mean, how I many mean, times we had that – uh, we had that Bennett kid. We gave up on him. He was a hell, of, yep. a hell of a goddamn uh, yep. tight end. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just – first, you got to get to the red zone, first of all. Uh, <laughs> I, I just – I don't I don't personally – I guess I wish maybe the questions have been asked. I don't know. I'm not hearing anything from the team as to why he's not on the field more other than he has deficiencies run, or, you know, in, the, in the run game, blocking in the run game. I get that. But – you know, we, let's talk about let's talk about this Detroit. We got a Detroit showdown. We're right at our house. What, what, what do you guys? What what do we have to do? Well, Doctor Jekyll's going to have to come out. Yeah, we're going to need not Mister Hyde because that's what we've been this year. And and I don't know how you predict it. Well, I you know I mean and and let me tell you what the Lions are no better. Lions have been Jekyll and Hyde since the day Stafford walked into the building. You know. They they are as hot and cold as any team that you'll ever see. Could they have beaten a New England team that's just not there? And we're giving a lot of credit to Detroit. I, you know, St- let me tell you what this Stafford can beat anybody out there. He's that talented. Okay, so which means the Lions are that talented, and they can they can win any game out there. But how many times have you also seen Stafford just shit the bed? It happens over and yeah, over and I've over. Seen that, yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, are you gonna? Can you really guess? It's gonna be a complete guess what this is gonna be because you don't know who's gonna show up. If we show up like we did in week two and we play them like we did the Giants, and they put plays out there that that the RPOs, it's a run pass option for you there, Rodney. I was checking my stat. I was checking my feverishly yeah, trying yeah, to look yeah, through my yeah. papers. Yeah. <laughs> then then all of a sudden you're gonna have an opportunity, but. At this point, boy, I would hate to – that is a game I am going to stay away from betting-wise unless I go – Wait a You said you bet against the Cowboys every week. Just I do. Because. That, that, you didn't let me finish my sentence. Unless I bet against the Cowboys. I will not bet on the Cowboys on a game like this because I just don't know. When in doubt, go against. Well, I can tell you a few things that I want to – I would like to see different or what I uh, – what I expect out of this game. One thing I would like to see uh, offensively is I would, wouldn't mind to see them kind of go a no huddle and go a little up tempo like they did in the Carolina game when they had, when they finally got a little success. Um, you saw enough of it against the giants when we were, when we had them on their heels, we were pushing, we were going a little bit more up tempo. We were pushing it. Dak was running the ball on the RPO. Sorry. I had to throw that in there. Let me write that down. RPO. Got it. All right, so that's what I would like to see offensively. Try to go up tempo. Do something different. Just don't show me, 
don't show me what I saw last week. Uh, and then defensively, as Steve has already pointed out, you guys already pointed out, Stafford is prone to throw interceptions. So this is a prime time for our defense to hopefully hit him in the mouth and not take stupid penalties, but just get pressure on him, make him throw bad, you know, make him make some bad decisions and pick the ball off. You know, if we're able to, you know, turn him over a couple times, maybe force a fumble, though, I mean, that is huge for us to get those extra possessions just because our offense has not been very good. I'll say this for our defense. Now that uh, we're still having uh, uh, hamstring issues with uh, Lee, I'm telling you, this kid, I'm really impressed with him. I'm impressed with this. Uh, Vanderpump? V- Vander, what is it? I call him the Vanderash. V- Vanderash. Yeah. But I like to call him Vanderpump rules. Well, in any case, uh, whatever he is, he's uh, doing a hell of a job there. Let's call him the V-E-L, the Vel. Uh, and, I don't like and, it. No, I don't like it either, more I think about it. But anyway, this kid has really filled in, and he looks like a cowboy pass type of linebacker, and he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job, so... <laughs> I'm not worried about our linebacking crew like I did before when Sean Lee's not there. We we seem to get sloppy, and uh, they start pulling a lot of runs on us in the middle and all that. The kid's doing a good job. I think our linebacking crew's there. I think our DBs, they kind of got off the grind last week, and you've seen third down completions being completed. And uh, you know what? That's going to happen. Well, you got, That's three, going to happen. You got I mean, three legitimate NFL receivers for the Lions yeah but again though in all credit to my defense and our defense the Dallas Cowboy defense is that they were out there a lot man when whenever it's a three three out type of circumstances that takes a toll on the defense trust me I played college football high school college and man it just wears on you it just wears on you that you know what we're stopping them and then our offense uh is just one two three and then we're back in the game again and then whenever db gives up a third down and seven and it's a first down again i'm telling you right now you start feeling it you start feeling that burn you start getting tired yep but in general i think the tempo's going to have to come down to our offensive line controlling somewhat somewhat establishing themselves and and you know what uh topic change on this too we've had social media right now Everything is falling on uh, our coaches. They're they're blaming uh, uh, Jason Garrett. And you know what? And his whole staff. Yeah, I I get it. But I'm telling you folks right now, our offensive line has got to do its job. Just dig in. Whatever it is, you got to dig in a little bit. If If you don't do it, then it's just a, it's a, it's a domino effect. Everything's going to go downhill. This is the first time in my life where I'm seeing the offensive line being so crucial for our whole entire format as a Dallas Cowboy team. Right. I like it, John. Well, here's what we got. We have in the regular season, the Lions played the Jets in week one and got smoked 48-17. Jets have a legitimate defense. They go and play the 49ers, and they lose 30-27. 49ers, not much of a defense. Then they go and play the the Patriots. At home, right? Yeah, beat the Patriots 26-10. Patriots don't have much of a defense. I would think the Dallas Cowboy defense sits somewhere between what the Patriots and 49ers have and the Jets. 
I would fully expect that we should see a low twenty games, you know, point twenty points put up by what, the Lions. What's the total? Would you say on this? Uh, well, I, I like I said, I think the Lions are going to put up somewhere in the low twenties. Okay, forty four. You're saying that's the over under is 44? That's what the over under well, okay. 43 yeah, and a half. A now. So here's the deal. If they're going to put up low 20s, do you have any confidence in the Dallas Cowboy offense that has only put up 41 points for the, through the first three games? Thank you to our staff for providing those digits for us. Rodney, thank you. Do you have any confidence that the Cowboys offense is going to put up over 20 points to beat this defense? <laughs> to this point, I don't see why you would. I'm confident that they can turn it around. I know there's enough there that they can do it. But for, through the first three games, no, not really. I bet the under last week, and I got it. Yeah. Are we seeing a type of Cowboy team that's not going to be fun to watch, but you're looking <laughs> at a W? It's going to be week if to week. If, if you're, uh, you're saying, I don't care about anything looking good anymore, I just want the W, and that's a sad thing mm-hmm. because in our past life, We've had the Preston Pearsons, we had the Drew Pearsons, we we've had we we we've had the Michael Irvins, we've had all these people back there making some beautiful plays, and we fell in love with the Cowboys. Now it just seems like we're just looking for a W. We're not even looking at to say to be cocky about our player the next week or at work tell them about our our wideout or anything like that. We're just saying that it's a W. That's all that matters at the end of the day. So twenty four. 13 Lions. 24 wow. 13 from the from uh Steve-O there. What do you, what do you got? I'm going to go Cowboys 2017. 20 to 17. They're I gonna, got going to kick a field goal at the end of the game. I got something. And win it. I got something mine's 16 to 7. Ooh. Uh, I I just don't I'm not impressed right now with anything. I think it's going to be the hardest fought defensive battle. Of the season so far for us, I think in this last three, I think both defenses are just going to see who wears down. This is a this is an old time fifteen round fight, and I definitely see that whoever just gives in the last two rounds is going to win the decision. Which That's is kind of why I wanted to see them try to go up tempo against an aggressive blitzing team just to try to wear them out a little I bit can't early do in that, the game. Though. Rodney, I, I I'm just telling you our okay. defense is oh. wearing down so quick. No, but I'm saying if we go if we are go up tempo, we're still as long as we get first downs, we're going to be on the field. Perfect analogy, but they're but not they're going to run. First down. They're going to run. They're okay. going to run Zeke. Zeke's going to have another great game yardage-wise. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying you're – but if they're stacking the box and blitzing guys left and right, you better hope Zeke's going to be able to run through four people because they're not getting blocked. All right. We, we've given the scores. Tell me what player is going to be standing out on our offense. Oh, boy. You want, oh, you want me to start? Why not? Okay. Why not? So, who's going to stand out? Um, I think Dak's going to – Take another step forward after taking a step back last week. Or the whole team did, really. I think Dak's going to find a way to tiptoe around the pressure. He's going to make the passes. He's going to check the the correct calls um, because we know the Lions are going to try to blitz. Patricia loves to bring pressure. So I think it's going to be Dak this week for me. For me, I think it's going to be Beasley. I think Beasley be has got to make those slots going to be important 10, against the blitzing yard passes, team, yep. and I think that that's going to loosen things up, and that's going to be the key to all of this. I'm going with Beasley. Um, I, I'm going to go with Zeke. I think he's he's going to be the workhorse. You got to. I mean, when when the 49ers played him, um, 
Breda had that long touchdown. I think he had like a 66-yard touchdown, but Breda had 11 carries for 138. Morris was 14 for 48. Um, I mean, that's 25 touches, and you got to keep Stafford off the field. I, I really think it's going to be Zeke. I think it's going to be the running game. We're going to rely heavily on that. We're going to rely heavily on ball control, three yards, four yards, a cloud of dust, feed this uh, this young buck here, and, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I Let's hope the Cowboys win. All right. So that's our prediction, guys. And, uh, hey, uh, we'd love to hear from you, too. And uh, definitely we'll stay in touch with our past uh, guests on the show, too. Uh, we'd love to have them back on. And and uh, on the Houston schedule, it's an NBC game. It's a Sunday night 820 game or 720 game. Uh, hey, would you guys um, – I don't know. It's kind of early, but uh, let's, bro- let's bring this up. Would you guys like to do that again on a Sunday night? Uh, have have it in the studio. I would like to, yeah. All right, Rodney. What, what, figure, what about no, you? We got to make it work, but yeah, I'd be interested in trying it. I know that I am in Kansas City for the Fire and Ice Barbecue on the fourth and or the fifth and sixth of October, and the seventh is a question when we're going to be back. Okay, All but right, there well, is something. I have something on the seventh early. Oh, I got top top golf, another event. So. Okay. So it's possible. If it's possible, great. I, yep. I mean, our fans really enjoy it, and uh, they love to see us uh, kick back with them. It's like a living room with a all bunch of Cowboy fans, and uh, it's really fun. All right. From uh, the panel here, Steve-O, Rodney, John, we're out of here. Hey, let's bring home a win this time. God damn it, guys. We need this one. We do need it. Go, boys. Take care. Go, boys. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.